I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Matt Edmondson, and welcome to Not Another Love Song. Over a year ago, I set out to make an album with 10 of my favourite musicians, despite having zero experience in songwriting or producing. Each week, I'll have a chat with my guest, figure out what to write about, and then deliver you a brand new, slightly silly song at the end of it. Today, it's the turn of my first international guest. We've gone global, guys, and the song we make is an absolute bop. Let's do it, shall we? This is Not Another Love Song. Here we go then. I hope you're doing well. Once again, I'm not in the lab this week. I've left and I'm in another incredibly average hotel room, this time in a place called Stirling in Scotland, where I'm filming a little something involving the most satisfying sport to play in Stirling, curling. You know, the uh, Winter Olympic one with the ice and the brooms. I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I'm going to be any good at it, but I am grateful for the mad variety of things this year has thrown at me. Speaking of which... Why don't we add another song to this album, shall we? I am such a massive fan of my guest today. I've seen her perform live a couple of times. And you know when someone just looks like they are totally at home on stage and just having the time of their life? That was the vibe that I got from her. And when I saw her, she was just in jeans and a white t-shirt singing these amazing songs and commanding the stage effortlessly. So my guest today, I'm delighted to say, is Norwegian pop powerhouse Sigrid. She has one of my favourite voices and she is an earworm machine. Every song that she's released gets stuck in my head. She has a real gift for melody and even more impressively, she's writing all of her lyrics in her second language. So she's writing them all in English. And you know what? I don't even know where to start with my favourite Sigrid song because I love them all like this absolute anthem, Strangers. She also had a massive hit this year with Mirror. So, I was in the lab, Sigrid was at home in Norway, and we got together to try and write a brand new pop song. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. You just come from a photo shoot. Yes. I find them stressful. I don't have to do them very often, but when I do, 
I never know what to do with my body or my face. Have you nailed that now? <laughs> I think I've learned a few tricks, but I still get that moment of like, what do I do now? <laughs> people talk about these tricks. Like, I, I've seen a couple of people on red carpets and things angle their body a certain way, maybe a hand on a hip. Mm. There are certain things they do. Talk me through it. Describe now, if I was going to have a successful photograph taken, what would you say are the tricks? Sounds cheesy, but actually relaxing. Okay, I've never done that in my entire life. <laughs> Even when there isn't a photographer there. <laughs> I used to be a furniture model when I was a kid. What does that mean? Me and my siblings were like modeling chairs. How did you get into that? My dad works with uh, he's like engineering and economics and he's been working with this furniture firm in Norway where we come from in Olesen and they needed some kids to sit in the chair. Do your parents have those photos blown up real big in the house? Actually yes and it's really embarrassing. It's down in the basement. That's fantastic. <laughs> My mum did a similar thing. I, uh, I went to a hairdresser's when I was a kid and they said oh his hair's so beautiful, we must take a photo and put it in the window. And the deal she struck with them was that they would also print off another massive photo of me as a baby, which we had in our house. And it was mortifying. <laughs> Amazing. I'm sure that's really fun when you're like 15. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Friends come round. there's like a giant mural of you on the wall. <laughs> so that's exciting. You did some modelling early doors and now you've done the photo shoot today and... You said to me when we first got on the Zoom that you'd been standing in water. Are we talking like a natural body of water? Are we talking a bathtub? Uh, I can't tell you. I'm going to spoil it. What would it spoil? Who would it spoil the shoot? Well, so now my mind is just <laughs> wanting to guess what it is. Could it be a waterfall? I can't. I'm sorry. Mate, you don't have to say anything. I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> it wouldn't be a shower. That would be unusual. Would it be a paddling pool? A what? A paddling pool. You have such age imagination. I'm just trying to think of things that you could get in that are full of water. <laughs> There's no reason I need to know, but the fact that I can't know makes me want to know. You know what I mean? a, yeah, you're very curious. Um, how do you feel, by the way, about, and this is not me trying to find out what kind of water you're in. That's okay. How do you feel about being wet? Uh... Here's the specific example I'm thinking of, right? When you were wearing socks and you tread on an area that is wet, that can ruin a day for me. Yeah. Wet sock. I, I don't know. But what I do really like, I do really like being outside. Mm. I love, like yesterday we got to see some sunshine and just like that, when the sun comes down and you have that golden hour, yeah, it's my favourite thing. Good for the photographs, the golden hour, famously. Yes, famously. <laughs> I wish I was a bit more outdoorsy. When you're out and about, when you're enjoying the outside world, talk to me, what are you doing? I am walking slowly and I look at things around me. I just like to look at the trees. Are you good at remaining in the present? Oh, no, not at all. That's why I need to walk outside. <laughs> yeah, because I, <laughs> I mean, I love trees, right? Yeah. As much as the next person. Mm. But I reckon... Five, six seconds. I've drunk most of that tree in. Mm. I'm moving on either to something else or to another tree. Are you saying that you can spend quite a long time looking at a tree? No. Oh, I'm pretty impatient too. It's like, it's funny. I love art museums, but I think there's two types of people in the art museums. If you're the one that like rushes through or the one who like looks at a, a painting for a really long time. And which are you? I'm the one who rushed through. 
Yeah, you're like, seen it, done, got it. Yeah, I'm like, keep the pace going. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm probably a bit of a rusher. Some things catch my attention. With modern art, mm. I sometimes think, I know I didn't do it, I didn't do it, but maybe I could. Like, I, I have, if it's like a blue dot on a white canvas, mm. I think, I didn't have the idea, granted, to put a blue dot on a white canvas. But I think I could achieve a similar effect mm. if I put my mind to it. Mm. So I guess I get excited by or impressed by art that I'm like, no way could I have done that. Yeah, like technically could. Yeah, someone's painted a horse and it looks like a horse. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you know, even if it's like they've splattered paint at a thing and it looks lovely, I think, mm, I think we could have done that, you know. And I think that maybe make, leaves me feeling a bit cynical mm. when I go to some modern art galleries it's interesting what you say because i sometimes you know that's what's said about pop songs like oh that's so simple i could have written it myself there's way more going on with a pop song (laughs) yeah than a blue blue dot on a white background i yeah i think i'm quite bad at at looking at the world and i'd like to get better at it Mm. are you cynical like in general no i don't know if i'm cynical in general but i just uh i've got a i've got a busy brain you know Mm. and so i often won't stop and take things in Mm. I think you're going to think I'm a bit odd here, Sigrid, but come with me on this journey now. Let's go. So I'm not really one for a view. You know, like when people say, oh, what a lovely view. I can appreciate. Yeah, that's a nice view. But three seconds later, I've seen it. I need, <laughs> I, I'm done with a view. And you know, when people, I've been on holiday a couple of times and there's like a lovely beach right outside the window and people will say, oh, if I had this view, you know, I'd always be happier. I'd, I'd never stop looking at it. And I feel like, no, you would. It might be nice for a day or a couple of days or even a couple of weeks. But slowly over time, you tune it out. It's very interesting because like for me, that view is so important. And to have like perspective so I can not like mentally, but like perspective as in you can actually see quite far away from where you're standing, like at least two, 300 meters. Yeah. And you can't do that in huge cities. But even when I'm on holiday and stuff, I just think, yeah, there's a view. I've clocked it. It's great. It's beautiful. What's next? That I agree on. And I don't think you're alone at this at all. Okay, but thank goodness. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's listening. Um, there's must be a lot of people being like, eh, yep. Um, people are going, what, this guy doesn't like a view? What's wrong with him? I'm impatient when like going to like something that's been really hyped up, probably. Oh, I hate it. Like a really nice view that has been hyped up. Then I'm also like, I've seen it. But I love to like multitask them in the moment. If I can sit there and do something else and look at the view, then I'm super happy. What is the something else that you would choose to do? Mm have a good conversation yes with the one i'm there with have an ice cream take a photo you have me at have an ice cream yeah i love ice cream mm. i love it which one is your favorite i think i'm quite basic when it comes to ice cream so the most important thing for me and i have a very strong feeling about this the most important thing for me is the cone i want a sturdy proper waffle cone because mm. that for me is the best bit and i'll explain why that is in a second flavor wise I'm talking pretty basic. I like chocolate. I like strawberry, vanilla. Anything beyond that, a bit too fancy for me for an ice cream. But I have, um, I have a very strong belief here that the waffle cone for an ice cream is one of the best inventions ever, and it will never be bettered. I 
don't like the waffle cone. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to end this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I went in so I went in so heavy on like this is a strong belief of mine. I know. I have a compelling argument for this, but I'd like to hear what it is about the waffle cone that you are not into. It just tastes grown up. Like it doesn't taste like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. You're telling me an ice cream cone doesn't taste sweet. Yeah, and I know it is sweet, but like nothing yeah. compared to the ice cream itself. Well, it's the perfect accompaniment. <laughs> Ignore the taste for a second, Sigrid. Come with me here. In terms of the shape of it, it fits the hand perfectly. It's the most ergonomic way of eating an ice cream. Any ice cream that melts, it's just going to funnel down to the bottom of that waffle cone. Everyone knows that wafers go well with ice cream. It's a big wafer. <laughs> it's so perfect. It's the, and, and, and it will never be bettered. But it's so much easier eating it with a spoon. So hang on, are you going to go for... A little pop yeah, and a spoon. Yeah. I feel like you were the wrong person to try and sell this to. You know? Maybe. I feel like I can have a little cookie on this side. You know, you're just trying to soften me up by saying, oh, something yeah. a bit like a war. I'm always trying to, like, you know, find the middle way. And I agree, a cookie with an ice cream is fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. But um, the waffle cone will never be beaten, and we're going to have to move on and talk about something else. Oh, it's right. making me too stressed out. <laughs> okay, so you're there, you're eating your ice cream, you're slightly enjoying the view, but not for too long. And then, are you good at being alone? Oh, I love it. I love being alone. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'd love to be good at being alone. Yeah, you're not? I don't like it. Mm. If I've got a little project on, yeah. I love it. But if someone said, go for a walk in the hills by yourself, I would feel that would be like a short prison sentence for me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking like I would prefer to walk in the woods or by the ocean or wherever I was with a friend or family or something, Mm. my boyfriend. But I do love my time alone. When there's nothing else going on in your, on your own, what sort of things are popping into your head? What are you thinking about? Uh, Work. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot about what I'm going to do. And then I remember like a thing I should write down that I need to do. And then it just wanders off. And then I'm like trying to catch it for the next minute. It's like, what was it? Um, yeah, that's the most annoying thing. Yeah, I get that at night quite a lot where I'll wake up oh, yeah. and think, oh, that's a brilliant idea. And I'll say to myself, shall I write it down? And I think, no, it's such a brilliant idea. There's no way you'll ever forget it. And then I wake up and I've forgotten it. Exactly. I've had that so many times with songs where you're in that moment where you're about to fall asleep and you're like, oh, it's so nice. I really want to sleep. And then you think, oh, but I also want to hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have the battle. Have you ever had it where you've woken up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my God, I have the best idea for a melody or for a lyric. And then you realise in the morning, oh, it's a song that already exists. Oh yeah. I've had that several times in the studio. <laughs> are you more of a night owl or are you more of a sort of early riser? Oh God, I'm 100% night owl. Oh, same. What are you then doing in the evenings? Working? Chilling? Yeah, yeah. So no no side hobbies? I don't know if I have. Well, I guess making, doing the music stuff is a bit of a hobby. Oh, yeah. I like doing that. You know, that's a, a hobby that's kind of gotten out of control. It's getting pretty serious. I feel like people don't have that many hobbies these days, do they? Everyone's hobby is just like, oh, I'm going to look at TikTok. Everyone's so stressed. Yeah, I'm going to watch Netflix and then sleep. Do you have anything that you would regard as a hobby? Ugh, I hate to say it, but probably social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do think TikTok is really fun. How quickly did the TikTok algorithm know you better than friends and family <gasps> that you've known for your entire life? That's so true. Mine took about 20 minutes until it knew everything about me. Mm-hmm. Same. 
and knows a lot. So what does TikTok think that you're into? Probably that. Just like fun stuff and cat videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah. It really knows me very well. What do you get? Well, I get a lot of musicy production stuff. Mm. I'm a bit anxious and it knows that. And so mm. it gives me a lot of like, hey, are you feeling anxious? Take a couple <laughs> of minutes type thing. I'm like, yes, always. But that's kind of good though. I get a bit of like, believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah. And you should believe in yourself. Yeah. Are you getting the screen time report? every week on your phone? I've probably turned it off because it's too depressing to look at. Have you done over six hours a day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over seven? I'm sure at some point, yeah. Yeah. And are you just bouncing from what, like Twitter to Instagram to TikTok to Twitter to YouTube to Instagram? And then there's WhatsApp, there's text, there's Messenger, there's Insta. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Are you getting onto um, low power mode most days? Oh, I always bring a charger with me wherever I go. Mm. My manager has told me that there's like, again, like two types of people. The people that walk out the door with the charger and the ones yeah. that don't. The ones that are okay with the phone <laughs> dying, you know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not. I, I need to have my charger with me. What about you? I'm a big borrower of chargers. Mm. I, I thank God there are people in the world like you who brought <laughs> the charger with you. Because wh- whenever I'm out, I'm like, has anyone got a charger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always know it's coming. The worst is I've got one of these chargers that you place your phone on mm. rather than plug it in for, for when I go to bed. Because I like to listen to podcasts mm. when I go to sleep. And it falls off pretty much every night. And so I wake up and I'm like, oh, I've got 12% battery. And then the rest of the day is me trying to hustle my way back up to exactly. above 50%. So stressful. I think it's something very relatable about being drawn. Well, the charge of also being like the panic of the battery going down versus your desire to use the phone. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's like, I really want to look at TikTok, but I'm only on 15%. I really need Google Maps. Yeah, exactly. But I'm now down to 10%. I think there's, there, there's, there's quite a fun arc there. And it's, there's, there's some fun in either saying like, I always bring a charger or the message of, of it, of the song being to always carry a charger with you. I think that's quite an important public service job we're doing there, reminding people. Always bring a um, charger. It's kind or, of the, the opposite of... But then it should probably be a bit funny, but it's kind of the opposite of what I want to be. I want to to be more chill with not having my phone. I think there's fun in like t- trying to take a break. Like, you know, I'm trying to look at the view, but instead I'm messaging you or something like that. It's like mm, oh. there's something in the idea of yeah. that was bad, but there's something in. No, I think that's super nice. <laughs> in trying to experience the world, but getting sucked back into the phone. Yeah. No, but let's go for it. How do we do this? I like to start with melodies. I don't know about you. Do you you start with lyrics? I think I'm a really wordy person. Ah. And I, I, I love melody and I always feel like I know where it should go. But I think if you've got a clear idea on that first part, we should try and fit something into that. Absolutely. Do you ever find yourself when you're in the UK thinking in English? Oh, yeah. It happens after a bit on tour. But yeah, you start to think a little bit. But it's weird. Like sometimes I double translate. I think today I'm probably double translating in my head because I haven't been speaking that much English for the past few weeks. Okay, well, I would never know because you sound as fluent as if I was talking Um, to an English person or a British person. Thank you. But I remember 
remember when I wasn't like I remember when I was really nervous of speaking English. It's perfect. So you don't need to stress about that at all. And it's really funny. I often think if people in Britain knew me as a Norwegian, like knew me in Norwegian, if people would perceive me differently. Oh, that's I think I'm the same, but of course like the, my language has more color to it when I speak in Norwegian. That's amazing, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. I'd never thought about that. I made myself a little snack. Oh, what have you gone for? Mm, bread, cheese and cucumber. Interestingly, you've gone for the open sandwich as well. Oh, that's very Norwegian. That's a cultural difference we have. Oh, I didn't know that. Open sandwich is much more common in Norway than the closed one. Really? Yeah, yeah. And we have matbakke, so we always bring packed lunch to work. Always. Yeah. I think that's good. You get what you want and you save a bit of money. Absolutely. But it does force you to prepare ahead. Yeah which I'm quite bad at doing. I'm quite bad at thinking about what I will need. <laughs> okay, so I, th- I wonder then, is the idea that wouldn't it be great if we could experience all of the beauty in the world, but we keep coming back to our phone? So rather than enjoying, you know, a beautiful river flowing, we're coming back and looking at, at you know, someone, a, a cat playing the piano on TikTok. Is that what we're thinking? I think that's super nice. We can have some fun around what it is that you wish you were doing versus what you are doing. And there's probably something... I wonder if for the chorus it's like, I've always got my charger with me, but sometimes I wish I'd leave it at home or something like that. (laughs) Like, um, I should be doing da-da-da-da-da, but I always keep a charger. You're kind of wishing that your battery could die so you could experience the world a bit. That feels quite melancholy, doesn't it? But also allows us to be quite specific about the things that we uh, that we are saying that you're doing on the phone. <laughs> I'm thinking like concept-wise mm. versus I could be da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I could be doing this. I could be doing all these nice things. I could be like... Uh... But instead I'm... Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking like I could be doing all of these things. That's so nice and good for me. And then the the pre is like, but then I take out my phone and I just know mm. that, and then chorus. Uh, it's interesting whether whether we hold it back for the pre and to get us into the chorus, or if that side by side contrast of I could be watching the sun go down, but instead, you know, TikToks just presented me oh, this. Right? Yeah. I could be t- doing this other thing, but actually, I've uh, there's an email that's just been missed or whatever, whatever it might be. That do it flip flopping that way might get us to the idea a bit quicker and then allow us to kind of in the pre or the chorus focus on the idea of like, I wish I could leave this at home. Fair enough. Yeah, let's go for it. Should we give it a try? I like what you just said there, which is I could be watching the sun go down. Mm-hmm. What was the melody you went for again? I can't sing, so I'm going to try and get close to it sometimes, <laughs> but I won't be there. That's right. I won't be anywhere nearby, but you know, I'm going to share my embarrassment. Uh- I'm definitely stealing that from another song, I think. <laughs> what, that melody? Yeah, I think so, but it's a good melody. I could be watching the sun when it's going, when it's going down. I could be... I quite like, I could be watching the sun go down. I could be something, something, something. Mm, I could be watching the... Wait. 
One, two, three, four, one. I could be watching the sun go down. I could yeah, be um, uh, done. Yeah, I, what, else, what else could you do? What else would you want to do if you didn't have your phone with you? Well, isn't that this one to do the flip-flop lead thing? So you have it. Could be watching the sun go down, but instead TikTok is on my mind. So I think, do them as couplets. So like, I could be watching the sun go down. I could be catching a fish in a lake. Um, but instead, I'm looking at TikTok, and a man's just been hit in the face by a rake. Not that. <laughs> um, I could be like feeling the sand on my feet. Oh, yeah, sand in your feet, like that's pull on Tumblr. But like, but I can't stop myself looking down. I know we we're rhyming down with down there. What about like watching the the fourth final of the Crown? Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, um, I can't stop watching the Crown. I have to put out a tweet, something like that. We've got to take this seriously, Sigrid. I've just okay, finished season sorry. four of The Crown on my phone and, like, I just got a tweet. And I just got a tweet. Yeah, that's great. Okay, good. I could be watching the sun go down. I could be feeling the sun. Oh my... I could yeah. be feeling... But uh, season four of The Crown on my phone and I just got a tweet. Makes sense for a little quick pre there. Yeah, it does. I like that. So where are you going melodically with that then? I'm so high. Oh yeah. That kind of so you since the first like the verse is not starting on the one, maybe you go, I'm so high. Like yeah, little okay. dun, and then I'm so high. There's a rest and then let the Yeah, I like oh, that. That's kinda cool. I'm just trying to think of then what the words would be like. I'm so done missing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. When I'm out and about. Oh, when I'm out and about. Does it then hit the chorus or there's another round of that? I think there's just that. Can you sing back where we're up to then? Yeah. So. I could be watching the sun go down. I could be feeling the sun on my feet. Dun, dun. But I feel, I feel the sore of the crowd on my phone and I just got a tweet. I'm so done missing out when I'm out and about. Ooh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. When I'm out and about, I could be... Oh, that's good. What about like, I just can't stop. I just can't stop. Yeah. Looking at TikTok. Yeah. Watch, what are watching TikTok? Watching TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just can't stop. Watching TikTok. And, and I go. Too big a fan of Instagram. Ah, to be what? To be. Too, a- bi- too big a fan. As in, like, I'm too much of a fan. Too big a fan of Instagram. Oh, my God. They have to give us, like, we're doing promo. I'm just going to stop. Watch it and Yeah. Oh, if you want to do a little bit extra there, so you could do, I just can't stop. Watching TikTok. Too big a fan of the gram and I need to hatch a plan to stop. Oh. Something like that. To stop yeah. watching TikTok. To be a fan of the ground and I need to hatch a plan to stop. Yeah. Okay, that kind of works. Oh, I, yeah, I wonder if there's another... Th- so, um, for the second one... Yeah, like another melody towards the Yeah, end. another melody, but also another thing on your phone that we can go to there. Uh, Facebook. I know no one's on Facebook anymore. 
but it might. It's a good rhyme. It's a good rhyme. I don't want to look at Facebook because I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, sling your hook is something that is a turn of phrase that you would say. I'm like, get gone. But it's... Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't heard that phrase before. I think the only people using it are the people who are using Facebook. I think it's very much your auntie (laughs) using (laughs) sling your hook. Uh, oh, we could just be. Don't want to look at my phone. Don't want to look at my phone. Look. Um. Yeah. When there's so much to be shown. Um. Don't want to look at my phone. I'm just gonna ha- find a rhyming dictionary and have a look. Oh yeah, it's the best. Wanna look at my phone. Um. Deep down, I know, I know, I need to stop. Like deep down, I know. Don't want to look at my phone and. Deep- don't I? Don't wanna look at my phone deep down. I know that. I know I need to stop. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah, all good. I feel like you're not sold on that. Don't go with me if you're not keen. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm open for anything in this song or most things in this song. I know. I want you to feel like it's saying the truth of what you want, though. I don't want it to just because the rhyme's convenient. No, I, I think uh, this song. But I, I mean, deep down, I know that I know. Wait, deep down I know that I know I Yeah, so it's, it's don't want to look at my phone deep down. I know that I know I need to stop. Oh, yeah, of course. And then that leaves us on the stop. And then that will get us back into verse two. Yeah. Sigrid, we did that so quickly. That was incredible. I know. Boom. Boom. There we look go. Look at that. And this is why you're one of the best pop stars that we have. We don't deserve you. It was very fun. Imagine we made a song. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's talk production. And the vibe that I wanted to go for this cigarette track was big pop disco energy. And there were two elements that I knew would be the most important things, and those were the bass and the strings. So for the bass, I found a sound that I really liked, and I wanted it to have a real bounce to it with its rhythm. (laughs) 
And if you listen closely, it's quite a rich sound for a bass. There's lots of harmonics in there, which I brought out with some saturation and some distortion. And this bass is really the backbone of the entire track. In a way, if it was just this, it would still sound all right. And to complement that bass, I found a kick drum that had a lot of top-end sound to it. So a kick drum, aka the bass drum, is like Megan Trainer, normally all about that bass. But I wanted something that really cut through the mix. And so finding a kick with a, a click in the top end really helps it stand out. And one of the things I learned making this is that when it comes to mixing, getting that relationship between the kick drum and the bass right is one of the most important things you can do to make the mix sound good because they both want to take up the same area of the frequency spectrum, which we've spoken about before. Because if they end up in the same space at the same time, they can end up competing for that space in a way that gives a, a very muddy or boomy outcome to the song. And so I just needed to make sure those two elements each had their own little space carved out in the mix and that they didn't clash. So, onto the strings. Now, I have used MIDI strings before, for example, on the Maisie Peters track, and for sustained notes or kind of pad-type things, they're pretty good. However, for this song, I wanted full-on disco strings, which means I wanted runs and flourishes that are much, much harder to program realistically. So I thought my best bet was to try and find some samples of real strings being played, and I found two samples that I ended up chopping up time stretching and then re-pitching to get the sound that I wanted. So this was the original sample I found. And in the end I took just that first part of it. I changed the pitch all that was missing were a few note glides, and so I found one sample which I was able to use multiple times in different pitches. I then stitched all of those chopped bits of audio back together to make this. Sounds a bit weird in isolation, but in the mix, I think it does a pretty convincing job. Now, the last thing to get sorted was Sigrid's vocal, and she sent me three takes, but there were a few glitches on the recordings across all three of them. And so I had to make one single take out of all the good bits. I could be watching the sun go down, I could be feeling the sound of my feet. And it's worth saying that the vocal was recorded in Sigrid's living room on a dynamic microphone, which is basically like the sort of mic that someone would use on stage. And so I had to do a fair bit of work to try and make it sound more like a studio microphone. So some careful EQing and a bit of compression. But because I only had one take to work with, I needed to call in some backup. So once again, my friend Sapphire, who by the way is a very talented artist in her own right and well worth checking out. She's S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E. If you Google that, you'll find her. Anyway, she stepped in to give me some harmonies alongside these brilliant gang-style chants for the chorus. Sapphire also delivered some killer ad-libs for the final chorus of the song. She's got an incredible voice, right? Now, perhaps the most amazing thing about this whole song is that it took me less than a day to produce it and mix it, which, considering the Maisie one took a month, shows some real progress. I'm really happy with how it's come out. 
So, it was time to call Sigrid back. It had been a month or so since we'd last spoken, and I wanted to know, had she been thinking about the song much? I have to be completely honest. I have been a lot in the studio, and a lot of other songs have occupied my brain too. So... I think I've had so many songs in my brain that they're, they've almost like cancelled themselves out in a way. So now I'm just in like a, in a Zen mode of actually not having a single song in my brain, which is kind of nice. Well, prepare for that to end pretty soon because you're going to hear the one yeah. that we worked on in a second, which I had so much fun tinkering about with. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait for you to hear it <laughs> in a second. And it has actually really captured a moment for me because I've been on TikTok a lot and it started showing me these videos where... Um, it's sort of like people slicing soap. Oh, yeah. I love those videos. It's when they've made like a little like um, like nice patterns in the soap. And then they like do this like nice movement, like and then you hear it like. Oh, it's just the best. So, yeah, a lot of soap and. Um, it's so nice. I don't want to say gunge because I think that gives the wrong idea. But, um, you know, stuff that's kind of like. Uh, Squishy? Squishy things, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all those videos as well of like my morning routine. It's like people waking up. I wake up at 5 a.m. Then I do my yoga. And I'm like, off. (laughs) Yeah. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that's every day. (laughs) Right. Are you ready to hear the song? I am very ready. I can't wait. Okay, I've sent it to you. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to listen to the song we wrote. One, two, three, let's go. to say about <laughs> first of all 
this is a bath. It's really good. <laughs> oh, thanks. That is why it's been stuck in my head for the last 10 days. And and to be honest, like it's better than I remembered it. Like it's it was it was like it was pretty catchy on the day, but I wasn't thinking like this is like really, really good. But now listening to it, it's like super catchy. Your production is really good. Oh, thank you. I love the bass. I love the bass. The strings sound very professional. Love the stuff you've done with my vocals. Sounds really cool. And uh, the breakdown was really fun. And the lyrics, I love the lyrics. They're really catchy. I love our little Taylor Swift talky mid-8-thing breakdown uh quite shake it off inspired and like oh i just got a text love your that. delivery on that was fantastic it was uh like perfect comic timing <laughs> uh-huh. the whole thing just feels to me like a proper pop song it is a proper pop song that's the thing it's really proper i'm so impressed by the production you've done oh thanks <laughs> and i'm impressed by us yeah. writing this song together yeah in just a couple of hours i think your voice sounds amazing on it thank you <laughs> <laughs> so good thank you for the vocal production you've done that was recorded just in i think that was my my what what is it my brother's wife's parents house outside <laughs> of oslo on like a really bad microphone just sitting on the couch this honestly is one of my favorite songs of the whole project so Aww. thank you Sigrid. thank you that was really fun i love the song thank you for our little writing session Thank you so much to Sigrid. What an anthem that song is, right? It's been in my head for days and days and days. I love Sigrid and I'm so grateful that she took the time out to do that. And I'm very grateful to you as well for listening, as I always am. Thanks so much for coming back to the podcast. Or if this is your first one that you've listened to, you know, go back and check out the others. I'm trying to make an album's worth of 10 songs and there are loads more for you to have a listen to. If you have been with me for the entire journey, can you believe there is only one track left? And spoiler alert, I haven't finished making it yet. So I think it's going to be a bit of a frantic week for me, but hopefully it'll all come together and we'll have another banger for you. And I'm pretty sure it will be because it's featuring Ray, who's an icon of British music. She is a producer, she's a writer, she's a singer, she does it all, and the track is really good. As ever, if you'd like to come and say hi to me, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'm Matthew Edmondson. And you know what I'm going to say? The friend list of reminders to tell other people in your life about this podcast. And thank you if you have already done that. Right, I will see you next time for the last song in this ridiculous project. See you next time for Not Another Love Song. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts.